Let's bow our heads for a prayer again. Our Father in heaven, as we consider the material that has come through your prophet, I ask that you would give us the very same spirit that inspired these words, that they could do for us what you intend. And I ask for this gift in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I feel like not giving you references just because you're going to email me and ask for them. But this is from Testimonies to Ministers. We may have had a measure of the Spirit of God, but by prayer and faith we are to continually seek for more of the Spirit. It will never do to cease our efforts if we do not progress if we do not place ourselves in an attitude to receive both the former and the latter rain, we shall lose our souls and the responsibility will be at our door. Do you remember what the Bible said? As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, so walk ye in him. It's not an optional idea. The same way I became a Christian, by confession, by repentance, by turning away from my sins. My apologies to all of you for starting early who are coming in even before I told you I would. I receive Christ Jesus by repentance and confession, and that is how I am to maintain my experience with him. I needed the Holy Spirit at the very beginning, and I need him more in my experience continually. It just won't do for us to ignore what Jesus had to say about the Holy Spirit. What did he say? Luke 11 and John 16 are full of this. Jesus illustrated that if a son comes to his father, and you can learn something about Middle Eastern diet by what he said. Do you remember what the son asked for? Three things. An egg, a fish, and a piece of bread. It sounds like a very spare diet, doesn't it? Because children tend to, if they know there's dessert available, what do they ask for? And what were they asking for there? Some of you might wonder why there isn't more in the New Testament about, about diet. And I'm suggesting to you some reasons. There wasn't a lot of variety there that they could eat. So even the children were asking for an egg, for fish, for a piece of bread. And Jesus said the Father is not going to give them a stone or a scorpion or a snake. Because he loves them. And while some things might be unnecessary, when they're asking for nutrition, of course he's going to feed them. That was the way Jesus illustrated asking for the Holy Spirit. In every case, it was illustrated by hungering and thirsting. So I should have listed that as one of the conditions of receiving more of the Spirit. What's it say in Isaiah? I will pour, my, I'll pour water upon him that is thirsty, floods upon the dry ground, I will pour my spirit. One of the conditions of receiving the spirit is to hunger and thirst. We cultivate a hunger and a thirst by asking, by pleading. What's it say? It will never do to cease our efforts. This is from the same source. Only those who are living up to the light they have will receive greater light. Unless we are daily advancing in the exemplification of the active Christian virtues, 
we shall not recognize the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in the latter rain. That is so interesting. Testimonies to ministers somewhere around page 507. Let me say this thought again. When the latter rain comes, it will not be such that you will just look and say, oh, that is the latter rain. Those who are not living up to the light that God has given them, while it's coming down around them, will not recognize it. It won't even be tongues of fire. It may be falling on hearts all around us, but we shall not discern or receive it. At no point in our experience can we dispense with the assistance of that which enables us to make the first start. It might help us to understand more about the metaphor of rain. Because if you have a clump of dirt and the rain falls on it, rain does nothing for dirt. But it does something for seeds. And the Bible indicates that the seeds, in this metaphor at least, are the Word. The Word of God, when combined with the power of the Spirit in my life, creates life in me. So what does the Bible say? Born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, even of the... That's it. The Word of God, which lives and abides forever. But when Ellen White comments on this illustration, she compares conversion to this early rain experience, the rain that first raises that seed in my life and gives me spiritual life, what she indicates is that while there is dew and moisture all through my life, the purpose of the latter rain is to cause the grain to be ripe. But what happens if the blade is not even alive when the latter rain comes? The latter rain does not give life to dead plants. The latter rain ripens living plants. And this is why we are to be searching in our experience, putting away our sins by receiving more of this early rain experience. We're preparing to receive the ripening process. picture is that God is sending you and I to preach even now. He's equipping us now with a certain measure of his spirit that, that exactly matches the duties he gives me today. He gives me enough of his spirit to do a faithful job, for example, of making this presentation. I might have a deficiency of spirit for that work, but it's not because he has not made it available. However, if I'm not taking advantage of these opportunities to be filled with the Spirit today and yesterday and tomorrow, then when that latter rain is poured out in great measure, I won't have any spiritual life in me. So that ripening rain will not ripen anything. You, when the ripening rains in the fall come, they don't ripen dead plants. They ripen living plants. But you that are filled with the Spirit, can you uh, help the dead plants? 
Thank you for your question. What I'm sent right now to help people, absolutely we want to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins. Absolutely. But though you might try to reach me as a dead plant, I have to cooperate or I'm not going to live. And our emphasis this morning is about how this cooperation works. But now it's on the fact that without the early rain, we're not going to receive the latter. Christ declares that the divine influence of the Spirit was to be with his followers unto the end. But by some, this promise is not appreciated as it should be. Its fulfillment is not realized as it might be. Learning, talents, eloquence, every natural or acquired endowment may be possessed, but without the presence of the Spirit of God, no heart will be touched, no sinner won to Christ. When his disciples are connected with Christ, when the gifts of the Spirit are theirs, even the poorest and most ignorant of them will have a power that will tell upon hearts. God makes them the channel for the outworking of the highest influence in the universe. Amen. It's as if God said that if this is one man and he has great talents, and this is another man and he has very little talent, yet the work he's called us to is this kind of work. Mm -hmm. We just are not capable. If we don't have the spirit, even this man can't touch our heart. But if we do have a spirit, even this man will. Mm -hmm. And it just won't do then for us to excuse ourselves as if there is no Holy Spirit. Notice that it was after the disciples had come into perfect unity, when they were no longer striving for the highest place, that the spirit was poured out. They were of one accord. All differences had been put away. And the testimony born of them after the Spirit had been given is the same. Mark the word, the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Acts 4.32 The Spirit of him who died, that sinners might live, animated the entire congregation of believers. The disciples did not ask for blessings for themselves. They were waited for the burden of souls. What did we just read? When I'm asking for the pouring out of the Spirit today, if I'm going to imitate the apostles in the early reign, I'm really not asking for my own benefit. I'm asking with this picture in view. The reason I want this much of the Spirit is because I've been asked to help these people. And if God doesn't give me his spirit, I cannot help the people. Father, for the sake of the dear people, please give me the power that you've promised. That was the spirit that animated the prayers that we just read about. That was from Acts of the Apostles we were just reading. We read there also that there was a work of coming into unity. Coming into unity is a complex business. You know, even for the apostles who had been together for three and a half years with Jesus, it took them many days. It was 
It wouldn't have taken nearly that long if the unity they were seeking for was one of agreeing to disagree. We can achieve that like that. But it was a unity of thought and spirit. It, that kind of unity, it, I don't mean that it came by them all agreeing on every detail of everything. But it was the absence of a strife for supremacy or notoriety or an effort to... When that was gone, the inhibitions to the spirit and their experience was removed. All right. Let me, in my last 45 seconds, summarize the most important point from this last 10 minutes. We should be reading what Ellen White says about the latter rain. Let me summarize it again. We should be reading what Ellen White has to say about the latter rain. Really, the reason that Spirit of Prophecy was given was to help us to achieve this. We were given the testimony of the Spirit of Jesus so we could be filled with the Spirit of Jesus. And since that's what it's for, that's what it is full of. And if we would go there, we'd find just what the soul is searching for. The summary. Go ahead, brother. What was the quote that you I think both of the last two quotes were Acts of the Apostles. The truth is I don't have this organized in a very nice way for finding references because most of the quotes are five or six pages long and I don't have paragraph markings at the end of each paragraph. Let me just read you one more statement. Why do we not hunger and thirst for the gift of the Spirit? Since this is the means by which we are to receive power, why do we not talk of it, pray for it, preach concerning it? You know, there's no good answer to that question. Let's kneel for prayer. Our Father in heaven, I ask that you would fill us with your spirit. I don't suppose that we have satisfied the conditions we've read about this morning. But we'd like to begin by satisfying the first one. We'd like to ask that you will give us the latter rain in this time of the latter rain. That you would fill us with that spirit that we so desperately need to benefit each other and others. And I ask for this gift in the name of Jesus. Amen.